Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. July 26th was the 31st anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA. We are incredibly thankful to Vespero for providing the first corporate contributions of this year-long ACB 60 for 60 campaign and for launching a matching challenge to our ACB members and our partners. Vespero will double every contribution made to the 60 for 60 campaign up to $10,000 over the month. Their matching challenge will start today, July 26th, in honor of the ADA's 31st anniversary until August 31st, 2021. To join the challenge in honor of the ADA's anniversary today, please donate at acb.org donate. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony, a news magazine show featuring human interest, in the spotlight, movers and shakers, and the news and happening that affect all of us in and out of the ACB community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. I'm your host, Anthony Corona, and we are here every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I wanted to piggyback on the promo that you just heard. The American Council of the Blind is also celebrating 60 years of existence, and we are celebrating with a 60 for 60 campaign. Please go to acb.org to revel in the history of this amazing organization and to join us in celebrating. And if you are so inclined and are able to, you can also donate a little bit to help um, all the advocacy work, all of the peer outreach and support that we do as a as an organization. Um, I know that when I lost my sight five years ago, I never thought that I would find anything like the American Council of the Blind, but I have been able to live an amazing life, even though I had that setback because this organization exists. So it is acb.org. Um, I am here as always with my trusty sidekick engineer extraordinaire, Mr. Byron Lee. How you doing today, Big B? <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for you to go, uh, you know, quick to the Corona mobile. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I actually saw this week that um, the, that the Boy Wonder Robin in um, the latest edition has accepted a date from a man. So I guess we can confirm after all these years, the Boy Wonder is LGBTQ. Wow. I know, that's, I know right? Isn't that cool? That is very <laughs> cool. Nice. And, you know, I always say that there are things that should have alerted me much earlier than when I figured out that I was gay. And one of them is I always liked Robin better than Batman. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, today we're going to be celebrating our 5,000th community call with Cindy Hollis. And I know she's invited a couple of some amazing host facilitators to celebrate. That's going to be in the second hour. In a few minutes, we're going to be speaking about Envision Glass, but I wanted to give those announcements. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that I believe it is September. 
September 26th, Next Generation, is going to be taking over Sunday edition. I actually won't even be here. Where I'm handing the show over to our future leaders who are going to bring some really exciting program uh, programming for that Sunday. I know Byron, you and Amanda are working furiously on it, right? Absolutely, we are. And we we had a really good Saturday Night Live uh, hangout last night. We did an icebreaker event, which I kind of took direct inspiration from Dare to Share to um, to put that on. So it was, you know, much more, you know, rated rated PG 13 sort of thing. Um, <laughs> but we, we kind of got to know some of our new members and the people that have been part of Next Generation for a while. And it was a really good hangout. Nice. Well, before I introduce my first guest today, I just wanted to send a very heartfelt thank you out there. Um, some of you listening may know that my mom passed away this week and all of the messages, all of the support, the phone calls from the bottom of my heart, I just wanna say thank you. My mom was Linda Corona. She was 66 years old. She was born Christmas Eve and um, my work ethic, the one thing that I can definitely say that I got from my mom is my work ethic. My mom was in her job for 35 years. She was the manager of a golf course on Staten Island, New York, and she taught me to be a mover and a shaker. So everybody out there, thank you so much for all of the, all of the wonderful, uh, wonderful support. And now I would like to introduce Jose and Lisa, um, and I'm going to ask them to just give us a, a little bit about uh, about themselves and about vision, uh, Florida vision. Uh, Lisa, if you don't mind, can you tell us about the company? Sure, I'm Lisa Kretschmer and the company is Florida Vision Technology. Uh, we celebrated our 21st anniversary in uh, February of this year. Um, I've been, uh, myself personally, been a friend of the Florida uh, ACB chapter uh, for nearly 30 years. Uh, I, served as, I served as a membership secretary for a number of years and have also you know, been involved with uh, CCLVI here in, um, in Florida. Um, myself and my daughters have raised guide dog puppies. Um, you know, super, super involved in the blindness community from, um, you know, consumer organizations to uh, blinded veterans, raising guide dog puppies, sponsoring lighthouse organizations around Florida. And I currently serve as a, a board member for uh, Florida Alliance of Assistive Services here in, uh, in, in Florida for uh, going on two years. Wow. And, yeah. Lisa, if you don't mind me asking, what brought you to the blindness community? When I first started working here in Florida back in 1991, I, I worked in a laboratory, a lens lab that ground spectacles for, for low vision, microscopic and prismatic spectacles. And then we also started distributing handheld magnifying glasses, like optical magnifying glasses, to some of the big eye hospitals up and down the East Coast. And then also distributing video magnifiers, CCTVs, to those same organizations, but primarily the VA, the big uh, blind rehab centers, um, wow. again, on the East Coast. Uh, I quickly became, after a few months, I became the manager of that division. And... Uh, 
helped uh, that company open up some retail stores. And after six years, I thought, you know, the direction I was interested in taking it was more the education part of it and creating awareness uh, to, you know, help people find find out what's out there. And, and even to this day, that's a huge part of, of what we do is the advocacy and, you know, referring people to other services. Because, um, you know, of course, we specialize in assistive technology. But, you know, that way I was able to, you know, focus on the part that I was really passionate about. And that's how it all started in the year 2000. Awesome. Well, as some addition, addition listeners know, um, I feature tech um, periodically, uh, assisted devices, I couldn't use startup companies. Um, I won't present something on my show that I haven't tried that I don't, that I don't think is, you know, I won't allow our community to be, to be sold a bill of goods. Um, a little over a month and a half ago, I received the Envision glasses. Um, and, and I have to say, you know, I was a little bit wary, you know, it is a big purchase to make. I'm, you know, is this something that, you know, is going to really improve the quality of my life? Um, Gabriel and I have been blown away um, by, by the technology. Um, so I am now going to ask Jose Cintron to introduce himself, tell us a little about himself. And Jose, go right into talking about Envision Glass. Very cool. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, so my name's Jose Cintron. I've been working with Florida Vision Technology for about five years now, um, and I'm loving it, right? I, I get to try new devices, see what's on the market. I get to show uh, people what's uh, new out there and, and help them uh, better their lives, whether it be in their education, their uh, profession, or their privacy of their own home. So I really enjoy doing that. I am visually impaired myself. I had uh, started losing my sight at a young age um, and I've been completely blind for about the past 16 years. So not only do I show devices like the vision glasses to people, but I also use them as a consumer uh, due to the fact that I can't see. And you know, sadly, not everything is in an accessible format. So I do need assistive technology in order to be a productive member of society. Um, yeah, cool. So <laughs> I guess from there, we'll, we'll just go right into the demo. Uh, so the Envision glasses, uh, a lot of you guys listening might have heard of an app called Envision AI. And Envision AI is a smart app that you can download to your tablet, to your smartphone, whether it's iOS or Android. And it helps people who are visually impaired or totally blind with tasks that involve reading, identifying objects, uh, products, uh, all sorts of things, describing their surroundings. Well, the company, Let's Envision, the developers of that app, decided to take that concept and put it onto a pair of smart glasses. So they took a Google Glass and they combined it with their award-winning uh, software technology, Envision AI, and they put it on these glasses, and now we have the Envision glasses. Um, I, I guess this is all audio. So for those of you um, who are wondering, what do they look like? Well, uh, it comes in two different ways. It comes with a Google Glass and a titanium band. Uh, the titanium band, think of it as like a pair of glasses just without any lenses on it. The band starts from behind your left ear, just like your glasses would if you were in sunshades or prescriptive glasses. Uh, it starts from behind your left ear, goes across your forehead by your eyebrows, it has two nose pads there holding it up on your face, and then it ends at your right temple. 
uh, that's where we connect our Google Glass and the Google Glass actually makes up the right arm of the glasses. Now, when you're wearing this device, the camera is located by your right eyebrow and on the right side of the Google Glass between your right temple and your right ear, all that real estate right there is a touchpad. So someone's gonna interact with this device by doing swiping and tapping gestures. For example, uh, you're gonna swipe forwards to go down a menu, you're gonna swipe backwards to go up a menu, you're gonna double tap on whatever it is that you wanna select. Very similar to the way that you would navigate using TalkBack on your Android phone or VoiceOver on your iPhone, right? Very similar. So if you're an iPhone user or a screen reader user that uses a smart device, you'll be very familiar with the gestures on the Envision glasses. Then behind our right ear, about, I don't know, maybe two inches, we have a mono speaker that lets us hear all the magic that's going on on our device. And at the end of the Google Glass, we have a USB Type-C port that allows us to charge our device from zero to 100 in less than 60 minutes. If you have a physical headset, a wired headset that you want to connect to your device that has a USB-C uh, connector on there, you can go ahead and plug it right into there. And then you can listen to everything through your headset. Um, and on the inside of the device, it has a power button that allows us to turn on and off the unit as well as put it to sleep. Now, for those of you who use hearing aids or some type of Bluetooth technology, whether it's a Bluetooth speaker or a Bluetooth headset, you're also able to connect those devices to your vision glasses via Bluetooth, which is what I'm going to be doing today. Uh, for those of you who might be low vision, who are wearing glasses and wondering, well, can I use this device with my glasses? The answer is yes and no. So you can't wear it with your existing glasses that you have today, but you can get a pair of uh, accessory frames called Smith Optic Frames that look like a traditional pair of sunshades or black matte in, uh, in color. Um, they come with two clear lenses. And if you take these to an optical shop, you can have them either tinted for people who are light sensitive, or you can have a prescriptive lens installed into there uh, for people who are low vision. The right arm of these Smith Optical Frames, they come off. Uh, they come off, it comes off, the right arm comes off of the glasses. And that's where you connect your Google Glass on your Smith Optic Frames. And the Google Glass, again, makes up your right arm of the glasses. Very cool. All right, so what are the Envision glasses? Well, they're, again, a pair of smart glasses. So when you turn on the device, oh. you're put into your main menu. And I'm just going to go through the, the, the categories of the features that we have here. I'm not going to show every feature. I'll just show you a few of them today. We'll talk about the device. Um, but let's go through the main categories that you'll use in the main menu of your Envision glasses. So the first item we have here is Home. Home is going to allow you to hear the battery percentage, the date, the time, if you're connected to a Wi-Fi network. If I'm going to go forwards in this menu, again, I just swipe forward. Read. Here we have Read. Read, read has all the reading features. Call. Call has our call feature. Identify. Identify has all the features that deal with identifying things. Find. And then find, everything that has to do with finding objects and people and all that good stuff. But let's navigate until we hear read and we're gonna double tap on that select. Identify, call, read. Awesome, double tap. Scan text. So here we have scan text. Instant text. Instant text. Batch scan. And batch scan. So if I was to double tap on scan text, my device is gonna beep twice. You're gonna hear a camera shutter to let me know it took a picture. It's gonna process whatever it sees in the document that I just scanned, and it's gonna read it back to me. With, uh, with Instant Text, if I double tap on that, it puts my camera, my Envision glasses in live mode. And as I'm looking around, whether I'm walking around outside or I just have something holding up in front of me, it's gonna recognize the print there. 
and it's going to read it out loud. And then with batch scanning, I have the ability to uh, scan several pages of a document. So if you have a book, maybe a, a pamphlet that they pass out in your class, or maybe you're at work and your boss just put a stack of papers on your, on your desk and you want to scan every page, with batch scanning, you can do that, scan every page, and then have it read it back to you. So that's really cool stuff. So let's navigate to scan text real quick. Instant text. Scan text. Here we go. I'm going to double, well, I'm going to grab a document first before I double tap on that because if I double tap on that now, it's going to take a picture. So here I have a recipe. I like using recipes uh, when doing demos because in a recipe, you're going to have both um, words and you're going to have numbers. And I like people to hear how it reads. So I have a recipe right here. I'm going to hold it up. I always tell people, hold it about, I don't know, the length between your elbow and your wrist. Or if you have short arms, your elbow and your middle finger. Uh, hold it up in front of you. Use your nose as your point of reference because anywhere your nose is pointing, that camera's going to be pointing. Double tap. So you heard it beat twice, made a shutter noise, and now it's processing that information. Reader, easy brownie, 45 minutes, serves two. Ingredients, three ounces unsweetened, chocolate, eight tablespoons, one stick salted ore. Unsalted butter, more for greasing pan, one cup sugar, two that eggs, really cool. flour pin. <laughs> I could tap once with one Save finger use unsalted to pause it. I could tap again with one finger to resume it. If I want to go down whatever it is I'm reading, I can swipe forwards. Optional. Swipe forward again. Two. Preparation. All right. If I want to go up the document I'm reading, I just simply swipe backwards. Two. Optional. Say if you use unsalted butter, half teaspoon vanilla extract. And then let's say I really like what I just read, or maybe I'm in my office or in my class, and it's important information that I need to save for later. Well, within vision glasses, if I tap with two fingers one time. Export text. I now have the ability to export text. Double tap to export the text to your Envision app. So let's do that. Let's double tap. Text exported successfully. Boom. Reader. So there it goes. So now this recipe or whatever document that you just scanned is now on my iPhone or your device where you can then read it using voiceover, talkback, or whatever assistive technology you're using on your smart device. You can edit it. You can go ahead and um, uh, you can share it via mail, uh, email. You can share it via text message. You can send it to your computer. You have access to that document anytime you need it. So that's super cool stuff. And as you heard, it's super easy, right? All I do is hold up the document, look at it, take the picture, and listen. So it's really easy to do. Very easy. And I'm totally blind, and I'm doing that. So that's cool stuff. So another really cool feature of the reading of the Envision glasses, I'm sorry, another cool uh, thing about the, the, the reading feature of the Vision glasses is the ability to read handwritten documents. Now, I don't know about you, but I still get birthday cards. I'm 36 years old and people still send me birthday <laughs> cards in the mail. And in the, in the birthday cards, I have handwritten text or, you know, people send me a lot of stuff in the mail. But I am here, I have a document. Uh, it's a card, a congratulations card that was sent to my sister, Cindy. And her, let's see, we're just gonna read it. Someone that she knows wrote a note in this document, in this card. And it's, in, it's a handwritten document. So again, I'm going to hold up the card in front of me. I'm going to navigate to where it says scan text. One finger swipe down to scan text. There we go. Navigate to scan text. I'm going to hold up that card, double tap on scan text. Beep twice, took a picture. And let's see what we get. Reader, Cindy, 
Congratulations on your new job. I know you will be an amazing teacher. Love, mom. How cool is that? Wow. So, yeah, so this is a handwritten document, right? This is a handwritten card that uh, our mom wrote uh, a message in, and it's, it's saying, you know, what you just heard. And again, we could swipe forward to go down that, that letter or that card. We could swipe backwards to go up it. And we could also export it to our phone for later use if needed. Now, another really cool thing is that the Envision classes read in over 60 different languages out of the box. And I, I, I thought I had something here that had different languages on it. I don't have it in front of me. But this would be able to read out of the box Spanish. Uh, if you're from uh, any South American countries, Central American countries, if you're from European countries or Asian countries, African countries, this device reads in those languages, again, out of the box. All you have to do is look at it, double tap to scan it, listen to it. It is pretty amazing. So I use this device a lot when reading different things, um, whether it be uh, in a hotel when I travel for work and I want to read something, maybe a menu that's left in the hotel room, or if I'm out and about and I want to read a menu in a restaurant, or if I'm in my office and I want to uh, read a, a document that I have, uh, my paperwork, or um, uh, if, um, oh, excuse me, I just drove, just drove blank. I'm thinking so much. Uh, or if I'm, you know, if I'm out and about, like I travel to Europe every year, and one of the books that I got was the Anne Frank Diary, and it was so cool to be able just to pick up a book, look at mm -hmm. it, and read it without having to go and get it in an accessible format, or, you know, have to ask somebody, hey, can you read this book? To me, you know, I don't have to worry about getting an audio, uh, an audio book or anything like that. I can just pick up a book, go to the library, a bookstore or anywhere and just read whatever is in front of me. So I really like that as a blind person. To me, that's that's powerful. You know, having access to literature instantly is amazing to me. Very cool. What I love is when you get like handouts or something, yeah. the batch scan. Yeah, yeah. And I love scan, you can also export whatever it is that you just batch scan to your iOS device or your Android device yep. as well and have access to that later. So And you save your battery that way too, especially yeah. oh, if you're yeah. reading a lot of text. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once you have it on your phone, you don't have to rescan it and rescan it and rescan it. And no other device is gonna allow you to do that. There's no other wearable on the market that allows you to scan a document and then save it. You know, the other devices that are out there, they'll scan the document for you. But once it's done reading, it's gone. Then you have to scan it again. Within Vision Glasses, you don't have to do that. You can save whatever it is that you read and just send it to your phone. And I, and I really like that. So I use that feature quite a lot as a professional. All right. So uh, let's talk about another category. Let's uh, swipe down out of this scan. Come on. Okay. And we are going to check out. Teacher, love. one finger swipe down and text. All right. So we're going back to the main menu. Read. Here we have read. I'm going to swipe forward until we hear identify. Call. Identify. Double tap. Describe scene. So when identify, we have several different features. We have describe scene. Detect light. Detect light. Recognize cache. Recognize cache. Detect colors. And detect colors. So if I was to double tap on describe scene, my vision glasses would beep twice, take a picture, process the information that's in that picture using artificial intelligence, and give me an idea of what it sees in front of me. With detect light, if I double tap on that, it's going to let me know how bright the light is or how dark it is in a room by using different tones. The higher the tone, the brighter the light, the lower the tone, the darker the light. And if you don't hear any tones, that means you're in a pitch dark 
room. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, with recognized cash, we're able to recognize paper currencies from all over the world. And with detect colors, we're able to use our device as a color detector where we could identify the colors on clothing or a book cover or, you know, whatever, whatever we're trying to identify the color on. So I'm going to swipe until we hear recognize cash. Recognize cash. I use this feature quite a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So with recognized cash, uh, like I said, we're able to recognize paper money from around the world. It's about a hundred different countries, give or take, right? So here I have, let's see, you have some bills on me. Let me go ahead and get those out. Right, very cool. So here I have two different bills on me. I'm gonna double tap on the recognized cash feature to get it going. Recognize cash. Searching for U.S. dollars. And as you can hear, it says searching for U.S. dollars. So I'm going to hold up a bill in front of me. Take a look at it. Five American dollars. And that is a five American dollar bill. And all I did was just hold it up at eye level. That way the camera, my vision glasses can see it. And once it recognizes the bill, oh, there you go. once it recognizes the bill, it will go ahead and uh, you know tell you what it is. So let's hold up another bill real quick. One American dollar. So that is a one American dollar bill. And depending on the lighting in the room that you're in, it's gonna you know, depend on how fast or slow it goes. I'm hoping I'm in a pretty well-lit room. Today I'm at home, usually I'm in the studio. Um, so, so you just heard me recognize or identify two different paper currencies. But like I said earlier, I like to travel, right? Like traveling is one of my favorite things to do in the world. And when I go to a different country, if I have paper money in my pocket, you know, because I'm blind, I can't tell what it is. Well, with my Envision glasses, I have the ability to choose what continent I'm going to visit and then what country on that continent I'm going to be at. And then I can download the paper currency for that country. So if I navigate out of my recognized cash, cash feature, let's go into the settings for it. U.S. dollar selected. Here we have U.S. dollar. Euro downloaded. I have euros, but let's see what else we have in here. Japanese yen. I can do Japanese yen if I ever go Double to visit Tokyo. Double tap British pound. British pounds. Australian dollar. Australian dollars. Europe. And uh, then we can choose the continent of Europe. North America. North America. Central America Central, and the Caribbean. South America. South America. Asia. Asia. Africa. Africa. Middle East. And the Middle East. Oceania. And Oceanic uh, countries. So that's going to be like Australia, New Zealand. And that's all of them. So let's navigate to I hear uh, euros again. I'm going to double tap on that. Middle East, Africa, Asia, South America, Central America, North America, Europe, Australian dollar, British pound, Japanese yen, euro downloaded. Go. Let's double tap on there to activate that feature. Recognize cash. All right. So here we have the recognize cash feature. Now I'm going to double tap on this. And this time you're going to recognize or you're going to hear it say looking for uh, euros instead of looking for U.S. dollars. Searching for euro. All right, so now it's searching for euros. So I'm gonna hold up a paper euro that I have right here. Let's see what happens. Ten euro. All right, so that's a ten euro. That is exactly what that is. Let's hold up another one real quick. Again, it depends on the lighting and the room that you're in. I'm gonna, five euro. And that is a five, five euro. euro. Right? So I just identified paper currency and euros. So if I go to Holland, if I go to France, if I go to Germany, uh, you know, I could use uh, euros in the countries that, that, that accept euros. 
Um, so again, if you're someone who travels, you can always be confident that you'll know what paper currency you're holding in your pocket. And you don't have to worry about the cashier person giving you the wrong amount of money. You don't have to worry about, you know, someone saying, oh, this is a five when it's really a one or, you know, trying to take advantage of your situation. So I really like the vision glasses because when I'm traveling out and about, it allows me to feel confident in knowing what paper money I have in my pocket. Now, a lot of people always say, well, what about coins? Does it do coins? And it does not. Um, if you need to know coins, I always tell them, you know, you learn that <clears throat> what a quarter feels like or a dime or a nickel or a penny, the size and the edges. So uh, I'll just talk about the fine feature. Recognize, so in the yeah. fine category, we have three different uh, features. We have detect objects, or I'm sorry, find objects. With find objects, it's gonna generate a list of specific items you might be looking for. Once it sees that item, it's gonna beep in your ear and let you know that that item's in front of you. With find people, it's going, to, um, it's going to let you know that there's a person in front of you that doesn't recognize. If it doesn't recognize that person, it will beep, letting you know there's a person in front of you. If the person, if you train your glasses to remember, then it will say whatever that person looks like. So for example, my glasses know what Lisa looks like. So if I'm out in a crowd or I'm in my office and Lisa just happens to walk past me, my vision glasses are gonna say, looks like Lisa from Florida Vision Technologies in front of you. So I really like that feature because of that. Yeah. We have Explore, with Explore, put your camera in live mode and as you're walking around, any objects that it sees, it's just gonna say uh, the, 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 the type of object it is. So for example, if you are in a kitchen, and it might say a refrigerator, a oven, a stove. If you're out and about, it might say a garbage can, a tree, a potted plant. Um, so it's just a really cool way just to get an idea of what's around you and your surroundings. But my favorite feature of the Envision glasses is the ability to call an ally. So what is that? An ally is a friend, a family member, or a coworker that you're able to add to your glasses through an app called Envision Ally. That's E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N space ally. And once you add the person to your glasses, you can then make a video call from your glasses to that person's smartphone or their tablet. When the person receives the phone call, they can answer it on their, on their end. And once the call is established, anything that you're looking at through your glasses, that person's gonna see. So I'm gonna demonstrate that with Lisa real quick. Um, give me one second. Lisa, are you, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I just had myself muted on the presentation. So, yeah. So what's going to happen is I'm going to call Lisa. And when I call Lisa, I'm going to mute on my end. And I'm going to uh, lower the, the, the computer on my end. That way you guys can hear me on her end. And you'll still be able to hear her because she'll be unmuted. And she's going to tell you exactly what's in front of me. So let's go to call. Um, call. Double tap on call. Call an ally. Here we have call an ally. Let's double tap on that to generate our list of friends and family members. How many do you have in your list right now, Jose? Uh, about 20. <laughs> so what's really cool about this is that you don't have a limit to how many people yeah. you to your glasses. And I really like that. So I'm going to navigate to Lisa real quick. Carmen Diaz, Annika Kretschmer, Lisa Kretschmer. There we go. And now I'm going to mute on my end and I'm going to lower my volume real quick. So in a second, you guys are going to hear me uh, call Lisa. So here we go. Lisa Kretschmer. Connecting with Lisa Kretschmer. All right. So I'm getting a notification incoming video call from Jose at FloridaReading.com. Hi, Jose. <clears throat> hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. 
very cool guy. So right now, I'm sitting in my home. Uh, in my home, Lisa's sitting in her home. We're about an hour away from each other. So everything that I'm looking at through my vision glasses, Lisa is seeing again an hour away from me. So what is it that you see right now? I see a television screen and a cabinet to the right of the TV screen. Uh, there's a window behind the screen. Uh, I see Obi. <laughs> Hi, Obi. Uh, <laughs> see your guide dog. I see a, a Roomba. Yeah. Now looking so, into the kitchen. So, yeah. uh, again, guys, we're an hour away from each other and now I have sighted assistance. It's not costing me anything. I'm just connected to the internet. And Lisa is able to help me from an hour away. And to me, that's so useful. I'm going to jump back on the, on the call real quick so I can tell you how I use this feature. All okay. Right, I'm going to hang up real quick by swiping down. All right. Bye-bye. One finger swipe down again to exit. While Jose is unmuting and stuff, um, folks know that I just recently had to do some traveling. Um, I took used my Envision glasses when I deplaned um, and made it all the way through Newark Airport out to, to the baggage claim to meet my uncle who was picking me up, uh, just my guide dog and my Envision glasses. Um, and I had never been able to do that in the five years I've been blind. I was, I've never been able to navigate an airport with by myself or with the visually interpreting services that are available to us. But my puppy raiser, who is also one of my very, very good friends now, is one of my allies. And I had prearranged with her the approximate time. She said, sure. And there were a couple of stops and starts where we, we couldn't figure out which way to go. Um, I ended up having to ask somebody where the elevators were. Um, because signage, signage can be tricky. I will tell you, you folks that. If it's not close, if you know, it's it, signage can be a little tricky, but I made it to the baggage claim in 11 minutes. All right, Jose, take it away. Actually, really fast. So, you know, like Anthony was saying, there's uh, visual interpreters out there that you can, services that you can use. But, you know, why I like the Envision glasses with the call ally feature is because it's someone that I know and someone who knows me. So let's say I'm going shopping, right? And uh, I'm looking for clothes. I could ask somebody who knows me, hey, does this look like something I'm going to wear? What do you think about this? Does this look appropriate for my job? You know, whereas calling a, a service where the person doesn't know who I am and anything personal about me, yeah. just give me their opinion. They don't know what I like. They don't know my style. They don't know, you know, my, my, my personal story. Um, and, and, you know, I use this, like Anthony said, I, I also use it with my guide dog. I use it with a white cane. Um, you know, if I, if I'm out and about in the mall or if I, uh, you know, in an airport, I, you know, I just flew from uh, Orlando to Fort Lauderdale the other day and I had assistance doing that using the Envision glasses. I mean, it's, it's such a cool thing. I mean, anything that you, uh, can think of needing sighted assistance with, I mean, you can get from a friend or a family member, um, or like I said, a coworker, you know, just someone that you know, and someone who knows you. Uh, so one really cool thing about the Envision glasses is that, uh, you know, with this device, it's a work in progress. And what I mean about that is that they're always updating the device. They're always adding new things to the device. So once a month, they push out an update. And that update can be to uh, fix any bugs that might be on your unit. That update could be to improve current features that are on the unit. 
or that update can be to add new features that are on the unit. And that's free of cost. You know, you don't have to pay extra for that. Where there's technology out there where if a new feature comes out a year later after you spend so much dollars on it, um, you know, and a new feature comes out a year later, you now have to spend more dollars just to get that feature. With Envision Glasses, you don't have to worry about that. Everything's free once a month. Uh, you know, everything comes with the purchase. Now, a lot of the features do require an internet connection, um, but who doesn't have Wi-Fi at their house or at their office or at their school? If you don't have access to Wi-Fi, then you can use your mobile hotspot. And that's how I use it when I'm walking out and about. I, I connect it to my Verizon mobile hotspot. And once I do exactly. that, then use it walking down the street or being out in public where I might not have an internet connection. So I really like that. You also get a limited lifetime access to the Envision AI application on your smartphone. So, I mean, there's so many perks to have in this device. It's, it's, it's very useful. And again, I'm not just talking to you as somebody from Florida Vision Technology, you know, talking about a product that we carry. I'm talking to you as somebody who uses it, you know, because I'm, I'm blind. So <laughs> I use it on a regular basis and I, I'm a big I'm a big believer in it. You know, like Anthony was saying earlier, if he doesn't believe in something, he's not going to bring it to the audience. He's not going to bring it on the show. And we believe in the same concept. You know, we we try out devices. We, we see what they, they have to offer. We use them. If it's something that we don't see our clients using or our friends, then we're not going to pick it up because, you know, we want we want to help people. You know, we want to help people become their best selves. And we can't do that if we're pushing technology just to make a buck. You know, we want to get people technology that's going to make their lives better. That's going to make them independent. That's going to make them productive yeah. in society. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big thing that we believe in. So I'm a, I'm a huge believer in it. Lisa's a huge believer in it. My, my team's a huge believer in it. I mean, it, it is, it is an awesome product and I highly recommend trying them out you know, calling us to see, get a, get a either one-on-one face-to-face demo or doing a virtual demo. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's an amazing product. It really is. I, I can't say it enough. What sold me on the product um, is what you mentioned before, as the technology improves, as new features are available, you know, it, it just will be uploaded to your device in, you know, the next batch update or whatever they call it. And so when they add more objects, you know, or they add, you know, other services, they're going to come directly to my unit and I don't have to pay anything extra. You know, there's talk that they may be partnering with one of the visual interpreter services. So you'll be able to use your, you know, use that. And I like that idea when that's available, I don't have to pay anything extra. It'll come straight to my, to my device. So Lisa, would you do us a favor? Um, I'm going to alert the audience that um, when Lisa's done, we're going to start taking questions because I know some of you guys have guys and gals out there have some questions. Uh, Lisa, can you tell us what the device and the glasses actually look like? And Byron, be ready because sure. we're going to go to questions. <laughs> okay, so the the titanium band that comes with the Envision glasses has a uh, the temple piece, the horizontal piece that sits on your ear on the left-hand side, and then the titanium band goes across your face, kind of in line with your eyebrows. And then the right-hand side is a thicker temple part that goes over your uh, right ear. And that is also the large touchpad from about the, the front part of the glass to the front of your ear is the touchpad where you do the gestures. Um, and at that right front uh, intersection of the front of the glass and the right temple 
is where the camera is located. Then if you get the, and, and then the, uh, the right arm goes back behind your ear about an inch and a half. And that's where you have your um, USB-C power, uh, a mono speaker, and the power button is on the inside back right temple. Then if you get the prescription glass frame, uh, I say it looks kind of like a classic uh, Ray-Ban type frame um, with a black matte, black, black matte finish. Say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a stylish frame that can uh, that we have both men and women using, you know, that prescription frame. And you can either just get the lenses tinted or have a, you know, prescriptive lens put into that frame. So I think both options are very uh, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, we haven't had anybody com complain about the, the look or the feel of the glasses. Uh, both options are, are super lightweight. And um, yeah, does that answer your question? It sure does. Um, in okay. case anyone is interested, I personally use the prescription the prescription frames. I have not had the opportunity to go and actually turn them into sunglasses, but I will <laughs> as soon as I can. <clears throat> um, I just like to feel it's a little bit, the titanium band is very light. Um, I like the feel if I'm wearing glasses, I want to wear glasses. <laughs> um, that's just me personally, but the titanium band is really, really kind of cool. Um, all right. You guys ready to take some questions? I will add also, Anthony, that the prescription frame does come with clear uh, polycarbonate lenses. It's actually a safety frame. So until, you know, for folks out there considering that frame, until you do have the opportunity to have the lenses tinted or, or put the prescription in, they, they do come with a clear lens. Yes. Sorry. I should have said that. No. All right. Byron. <laughs> How many hands do we have? So I'm going to um, take advantage of my um, position and ask a question <laughs> first. <laughs> um, sure thing. So my, my question is, I'm blind in my right eye, and I'm uh, low vision in my left eye. And it's my understanding that there's like a little screen in, one, in, in the side that has the um, computer guts in it so that, um, sighted people that use Google glass, they have that little screen where they can see their menu and all that. Does it still have that, that menu, that screen? And if it does, is there a version that can be, um, made to go on your left eye instead of your right eye? Because I can't see out of that eye. So as of right now, it's just on the right side of the device. Um, uh, but, you know, when I'm working with someone who's low vision, I always tell them, you know, don't bother looking at that little display because when you're trying to use your vision, you know, some people have better central vision. Some people have better peripheral vision. So when they're trying to use their vision to look at what's on the screen, they might have their head tilted to the left. They might have their head tilted to the right. And that means your camera is going to be tilted to your left or to your right. And when you go to collect information from your environment to hear what's going on, your camera is not going to be facing the, the correct way. So I always just tell people, anytime you're using this, whether you're totally blind, low vision, or maybe you're print disabled and you have full vision, you know, I always tell them, just use the point of your nose because anywhere your nose is pointing, that's where that camera is pointing. And you don't have to worry about the, the camera being tilted off to the left or off to the right because you're trying to use the sweet spot of your vision. So as of right now, it's just a, a, the display and the camera is only on the right side. 
Um, but um, you know, I mean, you know, that's not to say in the future, it, you know, they might come out with a, um, a model that's on the left side. But as of right now, it is just on the right side. And yes, that display is there. Yes, it, it shows what you're hearing on the device. It does show it on that display. But as someone who's vision impaired, I don't advise trying to use it again because if you're trying to use a sweet spot of your vision, you might be pointing the wrong way to to scan whatever it is that you're trying to scan. Very cool. Okay. Um, we do have several hands. We got about five hands up right now. We're going to take our first one. This is Jane. Jane, hey, Jane. Um, I've asked you to unmute. Go ahead and speak. What's going on, Jane? Jane, you're still muted. Oh, Sorry, we'll come back to Jane. Who's, who's next? Oh, she's unmuted. Oh, okay, go ahead, Jane. You got me? Okay, hi. So I want to know about money, especially those cards with print. I'm always looking for the check. That probably sounds awful. But my wonderful mother, who died last October at 103, sent birthday checks to me for all those years. And this is the first year I didn't get a card and a check. So I want to know about money. If you're asking your vision phone to or vision glasses to tell you, how do you make sure it knows the correct side to show it? Now, I've always understood and practiced that one side is glossier feeling than the other. I don't always think that, but anyway, what do you got for me? So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Really good question. So the way I do it, it will recognize the front and the back of that paper dollar bill or that paper currency. So the way I hold it in my hands, I hold it long ways, going from left to right, and I hold you know from the bottom left corner, and I hold it from the bottom right corner. I spread the bill apart that way; it's nice and flat and uh, pulled out. And then I hold it up. I would say about I don't know maybe six inches or so away from my face. That way, it's in front of the camera, and the camera's. Mm -hmm. So you can scan both sides of the, uh, of the bill. Uh, it will scan whether it's upside down, right side up, frontwards, backwards. It's going to recognize, you know, whatever the bill is, as long as you wow. in that position. Yeah. All right. Thank you. The more you practice with it, the easier, you know, and as Jose said, using your nose as the guide point, um, the more you practice with it, the easier it is. You saw how quickly yeah. it was recognizing the him. The yeah. first couple of days that I was playing with it, it was taking me quite a bit longer until I got the feel for exactly where to hold everything. And it's different. You have large size books, small size books, et cetera, and you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a figurer. Thank there you. you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, Byron, who's up? All right, next up we got Judy. Judy, I'm going to ask you to unmute. Judy, Judy, Judy. Hey, Judy. Hey there. Um, hey, Jose, unbelievable demo. Um, by the way, we've met a couple of times at the Lighthouse. I'm Rachel's volunteer, just to let oh, you know. Yeah. So I, hey, hey. <laughs> nice to hear your voice. Uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't you as well. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're on here. I'm glad it sounds like you're doing well. I'm glad that you're yeah. doing well. Yeah, thanks. It's great to hear you as well. Um, so I have uh, what I think is an obvious question. Can we talk uh, cost? Yeah, of course. So cost. Everybody's probably wondering, what is the cost of this device, right? Um, so the Envision glasses for the initial purchase is $3,500, okay? And yes, I understand that is a lot of money. Um, it, but in this product category, that is the cheaper option and the option that's going to give you the most features and most, um, most use 
you get the most for your buck, right? Um, mm -hmm. Again, when you buy this device, everything in the future, software-wise, software updates and software upgrade is free for the lifetime of the product. You also get access to the Envision AI application on your smartphone. Um, you get unlimited access to that. Um, and, and I mean, it's just, I mean, there's so many things coming down the pipeline. Like, like, like Anthony said, you know, we might have uh, third-party uh, visual interpreter services on there that's going to allow you to access uh, those, those services through the glasses being hands-free, you know, and that's another important thing to talk about, hands-free. Mm -hmm. So you, mm -hmm. you're going to see some of that down the road. I mean, every, they're, they're pushing so many things. I mean, I, I can't go into much detail you know, due to um, privacy reasons, uh, mm -hmm. so many things coming down the road. So yes, uh, the Envision glasses, um, the initial purchase is 3,500. That gets you the Google Glass, the um, titanium band, the um, unlimited lifetime subscription to the a uh, Envision AI application and uh, unlimited software updates and upgrades for the lifetime of the product. And again, no other device on the market does that. You know, if you, uh, I won't say any names because we represent a lot of different manufacturers, but with some of the technology out there, if you do buy a piece of hardware and a new feature comes out, I don't know, six months down the road, a year down the road, two years down the road, then you have to pay another arm and a leg for that. So within Vision Glasses, mm -hmm. one purchase and then you're set for life. Yeah, just so another additional question, like, because uh, I don't think this has been around for all that long. Like, what do you think is the expected lifetime of it? Because we know our phones don't last for forever. So how, you know, what do you think... Uh, how long so would this last? Easily several years. Um, okay. So when, it, when, it, when it comes to assistive technology, like people like to say, like, like you said, like, you know, phones only last for so long. But when you buy a piece of assistive technology, the manufacturer has uh, control over the assistive uh, technology software that's on that device. So right. buy it, the manufacturer, they're always going to be updating that software on that device. It's not like an iPhone where, you know, you, you, you downloaded five, you download the next five updates and your phone becomes slower because mm -hmm. we're, not up, we're not updating the operating system. We're updating the features that the manufacturer has control to on there. So it's mm -hmm. going to be an operating system. So it's going to run the same way it's running today, you know, three years down the road, four years down the road, five years down the road, it's still going to run at the same pace, just going to have better features. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jose. Appreciate it. You. Thanks, Judy. All right. This is this is Lisa. Can I add something about price while we're while we're on that subject? Absolutely. <clears throat> sure. Well, we Florida Vision Technology. Uh, first of all, we were the the first company to to launch the Envision glasses in the United <clears throat> States um, in December of 2020. Um, and uh, we would like to for all of those you know attending or who who were able to listen to the presentation uh, subsequent to today's uh, broadcast, extend a 10% discount to your listeners. And uh, with uh, that will be valid through September 30th. And Thank the you. code, yeah, and the code is FVTACB. Awesome. And if you don't remember that, just remind us yeah. <laughs> where you heard this offer. So I'm going to hop in um, for my for my price. Um, that was too much. I didn't have it out of pocket. I applied for um, a technology loan from the state. Uh, it was it was a rather simple process, but I cannot say that every state's process would be simple. Um, mine was a rather simple process. Um, I think it was 14 days altogether, uh, and they were mailing out uh, mailing out my uh, my envision glasses. 
So Lisa, do you have relationships uh, with any of the other states' um, uh, technology loan systems, I guess I should say? Yes, each state has a, a loan program, either where they loan devices or where they actually, you know, fi help finance equipment. Um, and, and they do vary. In Florida, it's, uh, the, the fund is up to 25000 specifically for assistive technology. But I do have a link that I can send you, Anthony, that you can share with, uh, with everyone that is a list of all the state's programs. Nice. Okay. Byron, who's up next? All right. Coming up next, we have Margie. Hi, Margie. What's going on, Margie? Good morning. So good to hear you, Anthony. Sending you hugs. Thank you. I Thank have you. a question. You know, I've used all kinds of visual interpreting services, and I live by myself. And my biggest pet peeve is the colors. You know, I, I don't want to say as a woman, but, you know, some of us enjoy wearing quite a variety of hues and colors. And I always find that regardless of what visual interpreting service, I mean, I know my clothes and, you know, I'll pull out a, for example, mint green shirt and they'll say it's green and it's not green, it's mint green. Or I'll pull out a teal shirt that's more on the blue side and they'll say it's blue. And, you know, uh, that works when I know the pieces, but it doesn't work when I don't know the pieces. And, you know, like they have very serious, and I don't know if the camera issue, but the different shades of pink from baby pink to hot pink to fuchsia. Margie, can I cut you off? Because I want to give a couple more people uh, an yes, opportunity yes. To, before you transition. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, this is my this was my pet peeve too. And so I'm so glad you raised this question. Jose actually addressed it perfectly a, a, earlier. It will give you, it, it has a range of colors. It will say um, different oranges and things. Um, but I find that I go to somebody that I know. Um, my yeah. go-to is Holly, like I said, my puppy raiser, because um, she knows my style. She knows, you know, and I go usually go that direction rather than using the color identifier because I want, especially when I'm shopping, because I want to know for pairings and things like that. Um, it is good. I, I will say it's almost as mm -hmm. good as the colorino. Um, what it's attached to, again, <laughs> no like <laughs> <laughs> like every other assistive technology device that does colors, it depends on the lighting, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but yeah. then I go to a person, I go to my call and ally and I get exactly, yeah. you know, you'll do Ira or, or be my eyes and they'll say, oh, it's got squigglies on it, you know, yes. and she'll tell me, you know, it's not actually squigglies. I forgot the word for it, but the, the things that are classic on bandanas, that, that one pattern uh -huh. that you we all know, uh, I forget what the name of it is. It's that. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Do you have a follow-up, March? Well, uh, my experience, I've used, in, I've, sorry, I've used FaceTime with my best friend, and it's a color issue, and I think it's the camera. So my question is, simple, is do you think that this is going to do any better than anything that's on the market with colors? Yes. If you use, if you use an ally, absolutely yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna, and I, my answer would be yes and no, only because the only reason why I would say no is because there's a lot of factors that come that come to play when you're identifying colors. Mm -hmm. um, using an ally, in my opinion, would be the best best way to go because when you're doing that, again, you have someone there who knows your style, knows what you like to wear, knows what looks good on you, knows what you think looks good on you, um, and they'd be able to assist you with that. But when yeah, you're, but Jose, they can also tell you, you know what, turn a little bit. The light, you know, turn this way. They'll put the window behind you or whatever, and and I can and I get a better, yep. uh, a better visual of the color. 
And that, and that, Thank yeah. you. And I was going to say that, you know, because of that, like, like Anthony just said, you know, when you're identifying colors, there's so many factors that come into play, everything from the lighting in the room to how far the camera is from whatever you're trying to identify the color on. So, I mean, I, I would go the ally, the ally way and have them, you know, tell you, oh, turn to the left a little bit, turn to the right. Yeah, that looks good on you. <laughs> so. All right. We're going to take two more hands and then Lisa and Jose are going to give contact information on if you have more questions, but you can email them. Byron, who's up next? Up next, we have Beth. Hi, Beth. You're already on Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for doing this. This is really, really fascinating. couple of things. First of all, if you are using uh, your phone as a hotspot, my understanding is that with other, other services like Ira and Be My Eyes, there are times when you're going to have um, very poor or no signal. Mm -hmm. And do you find that true with the glasses as well? And the other question that I have is the app. I found the app, the Envision app, difficult to use and I don't know why I'd be willing to try it again the glasses seem a lot easier do you find that to be true thank you thank you for the question um so in regards to your internet connection to your phone so I mean you know if you're using your phone as a mobile hotspot if you don't have good internet connection then your device isn't going to have a good internet connection, right? If your phone doesn't have any reception, then your device isn't going to have any reception. So, you know, depending on your area uh, and your phone company, you know, that, that's going to that's going to be dependent on your phone company. Okay. Some phone companies work better in areas than others, but you know, that's that's all based off your phone company. Um, now, with using uh, the difference between using the Vision AI app with your phone and with your uh, Vision glasses, well. The vision glasses, there are features on the glasses that the phone doesn't have. Um, and there are features that the phone has that the Envision AI app has that's coming to the glasses pretty soon in the near future. Um, but so I always tell people what I like about using the glasses is that it's on my head, right? I'm hands-free and uh -huh. all I have to do is use my nose to point wherever I want to scan. With an iPhone or an Android phone, when, when you have somebody who's using an app on the phone, some people have trouble knowing how close to hold that, the phone to the paper, how far to hold the phone from the paper. You know, are they tilting the camera a little bit to the left? Are they tilting it a little bit to the right? Whereas when you were just wearing the glasses, you just look at whatever it is that you want to scan and then you scan mm -hmm. it. So in my opinion, it is easier in that regard because now I don't have to worry about, is my phone tilted this way? Is it tilted that way? Is it too close? Is it too right. There's shadow in the way because I'm holding the phone over the paper, you know? So I, I, in my opinion, as a blind person, I do find the glasses to be easier. Do you um, find the layout of the app on the phone kind of dodgy, kind of difficult? I, that's, that was my problem. Um, I wouldn't say it's difficult or dodgy. I think there's a lot of information going on in the app. Whereas with the, with the glasses, you just have those four main categories. Right. Yeah. Those categories, you which feature you want. So. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Byron. We're going to go with one more and uh, yeah, who's up? All right. Our next question and our last one is Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hey, Debbie. Hey. Hey. Um, I, I have a question. Jose, I met you at the FCB convention and you were so wonderful to show me these glasses hey. for, for a little spell. And yeah. we talked to your friend Carmen and yeah. I heard her name when you were going through your book to call Lisa. My yeah. question is this, and it's, it's um, 
I, I love the idea of the ally, but I'm also interested in finding out about inter independent use. So a two-part question. So what you're basically saying is, I can't use, like, if I can't use cellular data on my phone to operate the glasses, there has to be an internet connection if I'm moving around outside. Is that correct? So you no. can use your mobile hotspot on your phone. So essentially, okay. your phone would be used as the router, kind of like when okay. you're at home, your computer connects to your router at home. So your glasses gotcha. connect to your mobile hotspot on your phone. And when you're out and about, you can use it like that. Yes. Cool. Okay. My second part of my question is, say I'm in a mall and I want to find stores and I want to look around and maybe I'm not calling an ally or my ally isn't at home or whatever. Can I look around like to the left and to the right and all that kind of thing and find like the various stores or what's in the food court or can I use it in a, in a reasonable way as um, a, a way to to figure out my environment without the use of an interpretive service or a friend. Yeah, so with the, uh, I'm sorry, the instant text mode, it puts your camera in a live mode. And as you're walking, any text that it sees, whether it's signage or just text, or, or if you hold something up in front of you, it's going to recognize that there's text there and it's going to read it to you. Um, so, in, in, so you can either use the instant text mode for walking uh, and while you're walking, I mean, obviously you're not going to be want to walking at a fast pace because you want to make sure that the um, that the uh, the camera sees what you know whatever it is, whatever direction you're looking at. So you could use the instant text to to help with signage, like in a mall or different stores outside the mall. Um, I actually have a client who does use it for that purpose. Or you could, you know, if you have a moment to stop, you can scan and then have it read back the text to you. So yes, you could use the uh, the scanning feature. <coughs> find signage and, and, and signs, uh, well, signage and signs are the same thing, to help you find uh, things in a store or signs uh, at a plaza or, or, or you know, in a, in a, in a window. Um, so yes, you could do that. Thank you. And this has been a Yo. wonderful demonstration. Thank you so much, guys. It was nice running thank into you. you. Nice running you know, into so, you. <laughs> thank you so much, Debbie. I will speak soon, by the way. Um, one thing we didn't mention is you can connect, um, you can connect uh, so that you can have the sound in your ear so that if you are in a busy mall or you are in a very loud airport, you have it directly in your ear and not trying to use the speaker on the Envision glasses. Yes, sir. All right, Lisa, do you want to tell the folks how they can find you? Sure. So Florida Vision Technology can be reached at 800-981-5119. I'll go ahead and repeat that, 800-981-5119. And you can reach either myself or Jose, it's our first name, at floridareading.com. So Jose's email is jose at floridareading.com. And mine is Lisa, Lisa with an E, L-E-S-A at floridareading.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And don't forget about the 10% off discount for ACB members is valid until September 30th. What's the code again? And we'll put this in the show notes. Okay, sure. FVT, which is the acronym for Florida Vision Technology, FVT, ACB. 
All right, Lisa, Jose, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure you'll yeah, be back on you. Sunday edition soon. Awesome. We will be right back with 5,000 community call celebration. Byron, we'll be right back. Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. Welcome back to Sunday Edition. Um, I am going to be joined by Cindy Hollis and some friends in a moment. We're celebrating five thousand community calls and i think that there probably isn't a single person listening who doesn't know the story but cindy hollis welcome to sunday edition and tell us how the community calls got started well thanks for asking us all to be here i did bring a crew with me uh, <laughs> so because the story is really so much bigger than any one person it 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 came on really kind of a fluke <laughs> um, and really out of a need uh, from uh, as a result of COVID. So back in, I'm going to step back a little bit and say back in February at the leadership weekend with ACB, so this is 2020, we were all in person and yeah. I made a presentation to the board and said that I was going to be starting what we have called the hump day happy hour for presidents to get together peer-to-peer -to -peer support it was going to start on march 11th and it did and it continues today so that was a success and uh, they meet for an hour uh, all of the presidents the affiliate presidents are invited every wednesday to get together <laughs> sometimes they have speakers uh, presenting on different topics and other times they just share and ask questions of each other and it's been really good and I bring that up because it really was like I knew that there was this need for presidents to get together and so I don't know if eventually we might have gotten to where we are right now but I can tell you this was not anywhere close to being on my mind at all so it was so that was the 11th on the 13th I went home from work and on the 15th, it was a Sunday, I got a call from Eric saying we would be working from home indefinitely uh, because of COVID. So uh, I, as membership services coordinator, started to think about, oh dear, uh, how do we keep everybody connected if people can't get together for their meetings and so on? So I told Eric I would set up a, a meeting, a conference call, for our chapters to get together or for our people to get together to talk about how to stay connected. So we did that on the 17th and 19th of March. Great turnouts. That was two events that uh, week. Friday, I sent an email to the leadership list, said, hey, if any of you affiliates have anything going on, you'd be willing to open up to people so they could participate. Let me know. I'll compile them. I'll send them out. So that's what we did. So by the end of March, we'd had 13 in April. Uh, by the end of April, we were at about 101 total, 88, 88 in April. Uh, by the end of September, 
we were over 1,200. And we hit 2,500 somewhere around the third week of January of this year. Uh, so just giving you an idea of how things have, have grown, we, uh, we held our first uh, 200 calls in a month in June of last year. And we hit 300 in September yep. <laughs> of last year. And we have not gone back. We had in March of this year, 419. That's been our biggest to date. Uh, and April was 399. So it was really close, but um but we've been we've been staying in that 320-ish range, 320 plus uh since uh especially through the summer. So uh, and you know this has really sprung out of a need, I think, for people not not to be alone. Um and what we've learned Anthony is it's not just because of COVID. COVID is no. the reason this started, but COVID is not the reason it has been successful. I believe that the and and we're going to hear from other ladies who have helped uh, with the growth of this community in in varying ways. But I believe that the reason that this community and these events have been so successful is because there is a need outside of COVID. We have a lot of people who are blind that don't get out nearly as much as maybe they would like to for varying reasons, whether they're newly blind, whether they're not as comfortable with uh, their mobility, uh, whether they have other physical limitations, maybe they live in a rural area, uh, financial, you know, I mean, the list goes on. And so we know now, uh, after 5,000 events, we know that our audience, our, our participation mm -hmm. is, is much bigger than, than COVID. And so what's happened is we, we basically said, here you go. Uh, this is what we're doing. If you want to participate, if you want to help us out, let us know. People would say, uh, what do you think about uh, teaching the Victor Reader stream? Or what do you mm -hmm. think about doing games? Classic. Or what do you think about <laughs> teaching guitar? Or what do you think about teaching, uh, doing conversational French or uh, talking Classic. about technology it doesn't even matter what it is yeah. right like yeah. talking about country music i don't know i mean people bring and and my answer has been all along you build it they'll come and no one has let me down yet uh and and that's what's been so beautiful so people have been creating bringing their talent their interest creating events and we are we are giving them the platform to do it and of course over time we've had to create some process 
we've uh, trained hosts and uh, you know we've had to do those kinds of little housekeeping things to make sure that we stay on track uh, because we didn't even have a track to stay on in the beginning and you know ray said it yesterday in our fifth five thousandth anniversary uh, celebration call he said you know if, if we had planned if we had tried to plan this it would never would have happened and i really believe that because yeah. when you when you go to plan something this big you know you have to build all the processes before you can pass it by and and sell people on it that need to be sold on it right and we we did this without any processes in place so we winged it for about six months and uh but man what an amazing amazing event so that's that's I mean there's so much more but I think that there's people here uh, with me that could yes. help me tell the story so before you do that though yeah. you wouldn't mind I have a couple of questions and I want to share with the folks everybody or oh, most listeners know I had the privilege of having the um, internship for six months so I got to see a lot of the behind the scenes process I really want folks to know that you know, especially for the first six months going nine months until the training started and things, you you worked almost around the clock some some weeks to really make sure that everybody got the information, that everybody had the access to all of these calls that 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 you know we all knew you were training people on how to access zoom who had never how to use your phone to get on the zoom on the fly because the processes weren't in you worked way above 40 hours a week every week so first and foremost thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts for putting in that dedication and never once saying you know i i've done my hours you know i gotta go i gotta go home or i gotta go to bed i remember one night um and you were on at like one o'clock in the morning and i'm like do you ever sleep <laughs> I was asked that a lot. So let me just say to you, Anthony, and this is the truth. Yes, I, I actually was probably putting in about 80 hours a week. Um, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. Uh, so because it was weekends, it was nights. And, and the, so there's no doubt about it. Uh, and in those first few months, it was really hard for me to know what I needed because I was still figuring out what was needed, right? So it's it's hard to even ask for the help when you're still trying to figure out <laughs> what kind of help and the growth was so fast. Uh, so uh, that, you know, that there's no doubt about that. But when COVID hit, I was living by myself in a very small apartment in Minneapolis, Minnesota. All of my family uh, pretty much was in the state of Washington. All of my friends were pretty much in the state of Washington. And um, I had a daughter and grandchildren, of course, in Michigan, but the rest were all in, in Washington for the most part. And there I was by myself in Minneapolis. And if anybody has gotten to know me, I am an extrovert to the core of my being. And what I've learned over the last almost year and a half, something I probably already knew, but I, I learned it more, especially in those first few months of COVID, is that I need people to breathe. Like yeah. I need, I need other humans in my life to give me energy. I derive my energy from other people. And so 
uh, this was as important for me to do and to be a part of as I learned it was for others to be a part of it, right? Like we all needed yeah. it and everybody needed it in different ways. Not everybody's an extrovert, but we all still needed it, whatever it was for us. So I definitely got a lot out of doing what I did. When you go into a coffee clutch or a craft group call or any call and you and you hear people um, interacting with each other and you know before this all started, they didn't know each other. They never had spoken. They knew nothing about each yeah. other. And now they know each other's grandchildren's names or they know yeah. who was, you know, who was having dinner on Thursday night with friends. And even looking on the Facebook community group, who's now that COVID is, it, or at least in some areas, and we're praying that this is, they're visiting each other. They're actually getting on transportation to go be with each other in person. I, I just have to know, how does that make you feel when, when you encounter that? stuff so I was I was visiting my mom a week ago and I said to her you know mom this has been so amazing what I'm doing with the community I, these these folks because I would jump on a call do something and my sister's like you're always on that phone <laughs> you're always <laughs> on the computer you're always and I'm like I mean these are my people these are like this is like extended family um and I said you know mom I know at the end of the day, I know I'm, I've done something good. Like I feel really good. So the connections are the most rewarding, right? Like there are people that we're going to meet today that I would have never known if not had been for this community. And so friendships, um, you know, exercise partners, uh, you know, accountability buddies that people are, are that's happening um, sometimes in the same state, but sometimes across the country. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And um, I'm, I'm so blessed just really uh, to be a part of all of this and to know I had whatever, whatever my part has been, and I hope everybody feels that same gratification, that same, yeah. uh, you know, joy that I do when they hear that taking place, because it is all of us that are making it happen. And, um, you know, so, uh, yeah. So point of personal privilege, um, you know, my mom passed away and I had to come back to New York and we're dealing with a lot of things and my phone just keeps going off. Bing, bang, 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 bang. And at one point my uncle asked me, you know, who, who, who are all these people? And I started to explain it. And, and I could, you know, I'd like to believe that the big portion of it is Sunday edition, but I know the truth. The big portion of it is all the friendships I've made through the community calls um, and Sunday edition. I'm not going to, I'm not going to diminish Sunday edition, but you know, hundreds at this point hundreds of people have reached out and I cannot tell you how much strength and support I've, I've garnished from that so Cindy I'm going to ask you to introduce the folks that you brought and I want to assure the folks out there we're going to we're going to have some time for testimonials and congratulations and any questions you may have if we go off air we will continue in the zoom room afterwards Cindy 
who'd you bring with us for us today? All right. So I brought Mika White, Nat Radcliffe, Belinda Collins, Linda Yax, and Courtney Smith. And every person lives in different states. And we, other than me knowing Mika, I did not know any of these other ladies <laughs> until the community. And Mika knew Nat. So those were our connections. There's yep. Nat laughing. So, so I'm going to, I want people to get a feel for where we started from. Um, and really, it was coffee socials, a couple of coffee socials. I knew nothing about Zoom, and I wasn't really excited to learn Zoom, but I had to learn it. And probably the person that helped me the most is Mika. So Mika and I kind of learned Zoom together. And in fact, Mika even did some Zoom, uh, teaching Zoom calls, right? Like, I don't remember yep. what we called them, Mika, but yep. yeah. Um, but in those early days, Mika, when we were first doing any events and, uh, you know, we didn't know how to even raise a hand. We really and, didn't. And when, and when people said something about raising hand, we're like, oh, no, we don't. We're cool. No, no. We don't we need want, to use. No, no, no need to use red hands. We just want to. We want to feel. We want a conversational feel. <laughs> yeah, we want it to be natural. Like if we're all in yeah. the same room together, which yeah. means which translates into chaos. By the way, <laughs> yes. So, yes yeah. So the bigger we got, uh, soon we had to. I, I would say by May. So yeah, it did maybe, not take maybe May June. <laughs> May, June, we started getting better at raised hands. But Mika, you were the first person that came to me and said, I'd like to do a coffee social on Mondays. So that was, we had just been doing them Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then we did Mondays. Um, and then, and then you started, you wanted us to do some other, I, I think it was you that brought up the idea about Friday nights. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. <laughs> so, so tell me what the community has you know, where do, where do you feel like what it meant to you in those beginning days? And, um, you know, Mika and I are best friends, by the way. Yes. So, uh, and we were living apart now, you know, at this point and still are. Um, so anyway, definitely you were one of my right-hand people that I kind of coaxed into volunteering early on. And folks, both these best friends have amazing singing voices if you haven't checked out karaoke yet. <laughs> Go ahead, Mika. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, you know, I, I feel like for me, so I just, I also had received a stay-at-home order, um, but I was not working at all. And, um, and I, too, am an extrovert. And I when the community calls were getting started, it was just really great to be able to hop onto them and to meet people, chat with people, um, help, help city out however I could. Um, and, and just doing whatever, you know, learning zoom together, um, and really, and starting to even, um, figuring out like what kind of icebreaker questions that I want to ask and moving into those calls with, moving into the coffee calls it just you know getting to know everybody it really helped me to get through um what was for pretty much all of us a very difficult year um and and the community for me has meant 
um, it has meant getting out of my comfort zone because I started, I started teaching uh, a Zoom class and then we did our game nights morphed, which went from having like panelists to, to now doing trivia um, and, you know, but, and we had gaming labs and just so many things and just the opportunity to be able to teach things to people and also to be able to learn from so many different people. Yeah. It's been great. And we started karaoke uh, together uh, in August of last year. So we've been doing it now here, August 14th, actually. And uh, just, and then Mika, you also got to uh, host, we learned webinar together. Yes, we did. Um, yep. And, and then you did the hosting at convention. So uh, that's, it's just been an amazing way for her and I, I feel like to be able to do things together, yes, even though we're yes. so far apart. So our weekends are, are us. <laughs> it is. It's, and it's awesome. Also August 14th, good little piece of trivia there, you know, August, yeah, you never know when that will appear. <laughs> and it is on my, it is on my tiebreaker list, by the way. So that along with the, um, the uh, three couples that uh, that that competed in our uh, newlywed game last year—that's another one. Anthony, do you know who they were? Ooh, I'm putting you on the spot, Anthony. Oh, did he disappear? Uh oh, come back. Okay. <laughs> um, well, just in case anybody's listening and cares, it was Mika. Do you remember? Let's see. It was, was a <laughs> who the who the three cu uh, couples were for the newlywed game that we did at the end of July last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And the um, the Charlsons. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. And the third one. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who is it? Okay. What the, was the bridges. The bridges. Oh, yes. Good. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was great fun, and that's you know, uh, that was just some some of the fun things that we've done, like just you know, out of the blue, right? Um, came up with some crazy ideas. Remember the Family Feud? Yeah, we did that. Yes, yes, we did. I don't know if that was the greatest you know thing we've ever done, but it was fun nonetheless. <laughs> um, so Nat, Hello. let's go over to you. Uh, you came to us because Mika drug, drug you to the community. <laughs> yeah. Gently. <laughs> there's, there's no gentle about it. Um, so do you just want me to start from the beginning? Does that work? You, you can. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was a college student who was sent home after, when the pandemic started or well, when everything, when the lockdown and everything went into place. And I, unlike <laughs> Mika and Cindy, am an introvert, but <laughs> I, um, I really was lacking that connection because I still, you know, we still need that, that interaction, that daily interaction. And I was like, um, to be quite frankly honest, I have generalized anxiety disorder. And the whole idea of the pandemic was extremely terrifying to me. I wasn't sure what to do, what, you know, what me, my guide could do. Somebody's iPhone um, we're hearing. Just so you know. <laughs> And 
so Mika was like, hey, me and my bestie Cindy, who at this point, me and Mika have been friends for a number of years. And she and to me, Cindy was this legend that we never got to meet. But we were like, oh, my God, I get to meet Cindy. Oh, no. <laughs> she was like, Cindy, notice me. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> so um, she was like you're going to come to this social. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I was very hesitant, like, okay. And then she, and I asked, what time is it? At? And it was at eight o'clock in the morning Pacific time. And I was like, I must really, really like you. <laughs> um, I'm not a morning person. Everyone who is on those beginning coffee socials know I'm not a morning person. <laughs> and, and she's on the West Coast. So ugh. that's why 8, 8 a.m., right? Yeah. 11 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to my first coffee social and I've not looked back, honestly. So, yes. Yeah. So now, because I'm, I'm going to speed us along as we're going to do some Q&A too. Um, so not only did you, were you among the first uh, informal hosts, like where we didn't, <laughs> we didn't do any formalized training. We just kind of all learned as we went. You jumped in and then you got trained on webinar, also helped with convention last year. And, and then September came and uh, we started talking about what if uh, you were saying you were looking for an internship and I said, why not come and intern with us? And we worked with your counselor and boom, you, <laughs> you helped me for three months. And that was a big kind of transitional time right we did um we we made points with no one as we created process right we did uh the event planners form the uh hosting availability form and started (laughs) formalized training and um yeah very long spreadsheets (laughs) and the spreadsheets (laughs) Yes, because up until then, we'd been dealing with just emails, emails, yep. and it, it just wasn't really going to work very well. So, all right, Nat, thank you. I'm going to go now to Linda, Linda Yaks. Linda, you've been there since the beginning, right? I was not on your first coffee social. It was soon after. Yeah, soon after. And uh, now Linda's in Arkansas. <laughs> Um, but it didn't take you very long, Linda, that you wanted to actually start holding calls. So talk to us about what what prompted you. Did you know Vicki before? Oh, yes. Vicki and I have been BFF since we were in kindergarten. Beautimous. All right. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, in, in May or so, I began asking the Lord, what, what do you want me to be in this community? And by... The beginning of June or so, I was talking to you about starting Let's Just Talk About Jesus. And we, we talked about that one for a little while, and we decided to go ahead and, and put it on the list. And boy, has it been a wonderful, wonderful call. People come. We're like a little family, but every time we're like a little family, but, you know, when somebody new walks through that door, they are so welcome. I make sure they're welcome. Yeah. Vicki makes sure they're welcome. And, and, uh, um, we care very much about each other. I have met people that I would never have known. Um, I was fascinated yesterday when we were on the 5,000th call, but all the hands that you called on, there were only two people in that entire bunch that I was not 
really familiar with, which I thought was very interesting in itself. Um, Met and what about your other one, your other call? Then in, in addition to that, I don't remember, I think it was after convention we started the second call. When COVID hit and the doors got slammed, one of the doors that got slammed was the nursing home. And I, I could no longer visit my husband, which was just a heartbreaker. We've been married for 52 years in November. And so to not be able to see him was, was really hard for me. And I also knew that there were other people out there that were dealing with that. But I had also gone through the caregiver role for several years prior to having to make that heart-wrenching decision to go ahead and put him in extended care. And I felt like I was supposed to start a call that we call caregiver support. And it, at first it was huge. Right now we have a few people coming, but about the time I think, well, maybe this has run its course, somebody new comes on and needs us. And uh, so, you know, that was, that was why I started that one. Hosting has mm -hmm. been a wonderful thing for me. And especially early on when we didn't have a lot of hosts and I was hosting a lot of calls, I kind of mm -hmm. miss it. <laughs> and, I know. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, I, I, I just thoroughly have enjoyed that. And you've also learned webinar and Helped with this year's convention, right? I did help with yeah. this year's convention. And you're also now helping with some state mm -hmm. conventions too. State conventions. Yep. Yes. Nice. So well, what you're, if I count my own. <laughs> what you what you hear here is the 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 actual participants participants of these community calls then soon thereafter step up and start giving back to the community, which is the reason why it's it really has been sustainable so i want to now go oh, over free ease cindy yeah <laughs> embrace engage empower may I, yeah may i say something else real quick yeah one of the things that has been so wonderful in this community and i just got a little piece of bad news about five seconds before you asked me to start is that people have cared about me yes um when God, i've yes. gone through the things i've gone through and uh, you know, people, people losing family members and so forth and things that I've faced and people care. And that, yes. that's one of the points I really wanted to make is we care about one another in this community and they remember you will, you know, you'll be on a call and somebody say, Oh, Linda, how, you know, how, how, how's, how's your husband? Yes. And so I just wanted to point that out caring thing. Cause it's, it's just huge. I, I agree with you. It's a, that's been the beautiful part. I mean, you know, we've, we've really, I, I've pushed for, and now I feel like everyone has adopted safe, respectful, welcoming. Uh, I knew we needed to find a way to keep this sustainable, right? As I mentioned at the beginning, we didn't have a roadmap. We didn't know what was going to happen with this community. I had no idea if somebody told me in March of last year that, oh, a year from now, you will have over 400 calls in one month. I would have said, no, no, ah! <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's a good thing I didn't know. But, but, you know, it's because of one, making sure that things are kept safe, respectful, and welcoming. And, and more importantly, that every person that comes into the community really wants that too 
and understands that we do things the way we do things because we want to ensure that the community stays that safe, respectful, and welcoming place that anybody new can come. And we have new people joining us all of the time. And, you know, it's for us to love on them just like we love on each other, right? It's so important. And the uh, thank international piece now, we are international. We are nope. international. Yes, we have people even hosting that are out yes. of you know, in other countries. So uh, let's go over to Courtney uh, because another big story has really been our crafters. It's almost their own, they're almost their own community, but we want them to remain a part of our community. And so Courtney, why don't you share a little bit about what brought you to our community and maybe just a brief overview of how the crafters have grown. Thanks, Cindy and Anthony. Thank you for allowing us this opportunity. Um, I found out about the community calls through a friend in another blindness organization. Uh, I had volunteered with crafting there, and teaching and, and learning, of course. And she sent me a text one day and she says, hey, the uh, ACB's been doing these community calls and they've got one on crafting coming up Sunday. Here's the link if you want to join in. So I thought, well, okay. And I said, well, maybe we can go over there and teach them a thing or two. <laughs> and <laughs> so um, a little did I know who was, you know, kind of one of the ones heading up the crafters was Kayla Allen. And I had known Kayla for several years through the other crafting group. And um, so was kind of surprised to see her over there. And so afterwards we talked and, then a couple of weeks later, there was another crafting call and people wanted more. Um, you know, we were just doing, it started out as just kind of general crafting chat, giving a little project, a few project ideas. And now it has grown so much to where we're having anywhere from, you know, three to five calls a week um, pertaining to some type of craft. Uh, you know, we just started as twice a month on Sundays and we have a call just about every day during the week. So it has grown beyond my imagination. Um, you know, and it, we, you know, started out with Melanie Pesco and Kayla and it got so big. Melanie's like, I just I can't do that. Plus my other responsibilities at home and work. And Kayla asked me, would I be willing to help her out a little bit? And I said, sure. And so it's just, it's gone and blossomed from there. Courtney, how many hours a week or a month do you volunteer uh, approximately? Anywhere from 40 to 60. Yep. Um, you know, whether it's teaching, doing research for classes, learning new things so that I can teach it, um, podcast editing. It, it's just, you know, emails. It's just, it could be a full-time job. All right. And Courtney, what has the, I mean, we've done more than just crafting, right? You've gotten involved with us from the ground up with, uh, with the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. We've been doing lots of cool stuff with clubhouse. You're involved there. You've also been doing crafting in clubhouse. Uh, it just continues, doesn't it? To grow and expand. It does. Um, 
you know, with Clubhouse, you know, I've been hearing this this rumor about this new app that was blind friendly. So I finally joined and to see what it was about and joined some crafting groups there. And now most Monday nights I teach um, some advanced loom knitting stitches and techniques through Clubhouse. Um, we also it hasn't happened since July because our um, volunteer has been sick, but we have a lady who also volunteers and does something on Tuesday nights. Usually it's just a general craft chat. And then she teaches um, a crochet stitch on Wednesday nights. We're hoping those will return in September. Um, and it's just, again, it's just, we're finding new ways to reach out to more people whether they're blind or not. Um, and you, we're doing not doing it through the ACB club, we're doing it through some tactile arts and crafting clubs. And um, just so that people from all over can join in, not just the ACB. Because some people, you know, if it's affiliated with an organiz specific organization, they don't wanna be a part of it. Um, so, so one of the things that I think has been really cool and and I appreciate so much is um, working with Kayla and Courtney. Uh, we have, they've done a lot of things. They've created lots of email lists specific to sewing and knitting, loom knitting, needle knitting, crochet, what have you. But their main list, uh, they share all of their events coming up. But if somebody wants to get the Zoom information, they have to be subscribed to our community email list, which means that they are then also getting all of the schedule for every call that's taking place throughout the week. And I know that many of those crafters have ended up becoming more involved in, in participating in com other community calls, not just crafting. And we've always said that we don't check ID at the door. The community is open to everyone, regardless of affiliation with ACB. And we know we even have members from NFB that participate on a regular basis in our community events. So um, it's, it's something I'm really proud of that we are so inclusive, all inclusive. And I, I really feel like if we're doing it right, then people will end up joining us. Um, and I, I think, you know, Courtney, you were not a member of ACB when you started, right? No, I was a member of uh, NFB through the NFB Crafters Division there. Um, and, you know, I became, you know, started working with Kayla and the crafters at ACB and it just got very involved and I was volunteering at both places. Um, and the one what I think is one great thing about the ACB and the ACB crafters, we make all of our classes available to anyone there. You know, you don't have to be a member uh, of ACB or crafting group to, to join us. Our, our calls are open to anyone. Um, we try to make sure that we get the class instructions out through our different uh, listservs and also in our Facebook group. Um, I was posting something in one of our Facebook, uh, in our group the other day under, um, some of you may know, have they, they have guides tabs is what they call them. And we have different guides for different 
craft areas and mine is you know specifically limiting because that's where I'm the most comfortable and just looking at that in over a year you know just in the limiting alone there's over 70 posts um you know whether it's tutorials or instructions you know just different things there um so I mean we try to make crafting accessible to everyone and, and I, I just want to say that if we didn't have the crafters, we would still be waiting for our 5,000th community call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I want to move over to my good friend, Belinda. And uh, I wanted, Belinda, I'm ending with you of, of the group I brought uh, because you were... Uh, you interned with me, uh, you approached me, right? So actually quickly just tell your story of how you even came into the community, Belinda. Sure. Uh, so I, and I, I've shared this uh, uh, several times, but I um, found the community last summer, or actually last May, through an email from a list that I was on. And I joined one of the coffee socials in late May, I believe. Uh, it was one of one that Mika and Cindy, you, you both were on. And I thought, oh, you know, this is cool. It's, it's something to do during COVID. And, but at the time I was doing, um, I just started, uh, or not teaching, but school for assistive technology instruction. And so I was pretty busy, didn't really get involved and then convention came along in the summer and I listened to some of the presentations uh, via ACB radio and um, I actually got to attend the I don't know three and a half four hour event the last night of convention mm -hmm. I listened to that and I was so impressed by ACB the whole organization how just how well organized it was for their first virtual convention to the point where the next day I'm like, you know what, I'm going to join. Uh, hadn't even really attended community calls, but the next day I decided to join BITS because I am a technology person. I did that. And then um, I started coming to more of the calls in July. And I also, I'm an introvert by nature i want uh, i'm a wannabe extrovert at this point thanks to ac <laughs> <laughs> um, nice and you know i've it's just gone from i mean it's amazing how quickly things change things happen um i came to start i started hosting and i think september october and because I, I thought well that's one way i can get back I, i'm a quiet person I was like, oh, hosting is great. I can just sit there and press a button, you know, <laughs> so I don't have to talk. <laughs> uh, and then eventually I just grew to love the community and the people. I wanted to do more. And so I approached Cindy and asked, you know, what else can I do? Um, you know, I was not expecting <laughs> to be interning, but that's what happened. And the internship itself just, really I think that's what opened the door for me to become more open and talk to people and uh, just reach out to others where as before I would never have done that uh, I was always afraid of what people might say or think but now I'm just like you know what go for it um, and that is because of the internship and Cindy 
kicking my behind every day. <laughs> she was, it's good know, exercise uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just a blessing to do that. And one last thing, I, um, oh my gosh, last, May, this past May, I uh, received my second uh, vaccine. And this is kind of for me where things really, so it's been only three or four months now, but I got pretty sick during that time and a few people reached out to me and, you know, at that point I was like, oh, I've been talking to people, but I didn't feel like I was on anyone's radar, you know? Um, yeah. And all of a sudden I start getting texts from people. Hey, are you okay? I'm concerned. And I, the one person in particular sent a message and I remember breaking down crying. I was like, wow, you know, the people in the community care so much about each other. And since that point, I have just gained a circle of friends that are like family to me and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I just, I just love the community and just everything that it stands for. And obviously um, your internship ended at the end of April and you are probably giving more hours now than you even were then um, helping out with so many different things not the, not the same stuff you were doing in your internship no. um, and always begging for more absolutely yeah like someone said in clubhouse one day I'm the Swiss army knife of the community I just do whatever Cindy asked me to do and I you know it's I uh, for me, it, it's a privilege. I always say that if it wasn't for this community, I wouldn't have anything. Um, and that is the truth. Um, I am one of those that right now I'm currently not working. So I want to be doing something. It, it thrills me to give and volunteer. I don't care if it's 40 to 60 hours, whatever. Just tell me what needs to be done and I will do it. And I, I would say that in, at some level, uh, in the six of us, the, the community has really helped us mentally, uh, you know, emotionally, just it, it's really been uh, like a lifeline to keep us going. And I know that's the story for so many people out there and so you know I, I, I just wanted to go to bed and hide when COVID started and it was I went into a, a severe severe depression and being able to to get out of that and have something to do during the day I truly did do believe saved me I think I was headed for some real real trouble and uh, but because I could get involved because people cared about me because I knew that people out there did care about me. I really feel like it's, it really went a long ways towards saving me from something really, really serious. I also, I also, uh, you know, have been humbled many times over. I, the more you do, the more mistakes you get to make. So that's, you know, <laughs> I'm just yeah. telling you. And in those, you know, Anthony, you touched on all the hours I was putting in. So the more I did, the more mistakes I made. And I had to apologize a lot for getting to open a room, uh, you know, being late, putting in the wrong link, uh, having to send, having two things scheduled at the same time on the same 
account. Uh, I don't even know. I, you know, the list can go on. And we still make some of those mistakes, not as often. But in those early days, you know, I was still learning. I mean, the first time I double booked, I didn't realize that I couldn't have two things in the same account. I didn't know. So, um, you know, uh, and there were times that I needed to open three things at the same time. They were all starting at the same time. And, you know, I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know how to even who could I have help me. Um, but now, you know, we've we really just so many people stepping up so, so many people caring and so many people offering grace um, and saying, it's okay. We, you know, it's okay, Cindy, we're all good. It's okay that we started five minutes late. We got to start. We're grateful. You know, thank you. I mean, and people, and I know each of you ladies have at some point, you know, miss something, we're late to something, we're whatever, right? And, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. and isn't it the, the community, the community as a whole is, is just really gracious about that. Yeah, you might get somebody making a snarky remark or something, but for the most part, everybody is just so gracious. And I, I just think that that is something this world needs more of is people to offer grace to one another. It's for me, grace is that instant forgiveness, that moment, you know, that it's okay, right? Like this isn't going to end everything. This is not going to destroy everything because you did this one little thing, you know? And um, I think that as we go forward, offering grace to one another, if we can learn that in this community, then we can share it outside in that bigger global community when we're out and about and, you know, somebody bumps us or somebody uh, gives us, tells us right and they meant left or, you know, whatever it might be, right? They Just those little simple things that, you know, maybe we might get bent out of shape over no reason to, you know, life's just too short. So um, anyway, here's to 5,000 more. Uh, my, Ooh. you know, my, uh, my desire to, sh- to express gratitude to these ladies, to you, Anthony, and to all of my other hosts uh, that are working our community, all of the facilitators and every person that comes in, all the streamers that help stream the convention edit podcasts i mean convention community calls the podcast editing podcasts all of it 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 really yeah i they say it takes a village i say it takes a community yes nice Congratulations to all of us for 5,000 amazing calls. Absolutely. Cindy, we were, you know, we were hearing over and over and over again, first last year's virtual convention, but again, this year, you know, please, please don't let this go away. Yeah. You know, when, when everything is back to normal. So since we have the opportunity, you know, and this will be podcasted, et cetera, et cetera, you know, let's, let's, let's reaffirm that pledge to everyone that this is not going to go away. It's not going away. As long as the community wants it, it is here to stay. And so, you know, just, if you have, uh, you know, the one thing I would say is one, if you're not receiving our community schedule in your inbox every day. Why not? <laughs> uh, drop an email to community at acb.org and I will get you signed up. It's just a daily email in your inbox. 
and you want it, I promise. If you are attending and you haven't told that friend over there, whoever that friend is, or that group of friends, tell them about the community. They will thank you for it. Um, yeah, drag them. You know, seriously, <laughs> they, yeah. there are so many people that don't know about us yet. And that means they've missed 17 months, 5,000 opportunities to be with other people. So, uh, you know, we still keep hearing new people come in saying that they've been alone all this time and there's no reason for it. So please be a friend, tell a friend. And uh, and then if you have a talent, a skill, that an interest that you would like to share and you're not sure where to go next, drop me an email again at community at acb.org and let's get you on the schedule let's let's map something out for you we have uh three accounts zoom accounts so we can schedule it on our account or if you have your own you can use your own it's practically painless to get it set up and colby would love to add you to the schedule so (laughs) yeah yes well you know what we've got a few minutes before we go to testimonials um, I had the privilege of working with you and, and Tony Stevens and the whole, and Joe, uh, Joe Lynn Belly Page. Um, talk just a few minutes about Colby and the grant. Sure. Um, so we were, we were fortunate enough to receive a, a grant from the give a grant from the Gibney Foundation, and it was about six months or more in the making. Uh, I think the yeah. formal. The formal process was six months, but there was a lot of work prior to that. Uh, And really, it was our story. Telling our story uh, really, I think, is what provided that grant. And, you know, when everything was happening and we didn't have a lot of help for me yet, uh, Eric's like, I, we, we want to get you help. We do. And uh, so it, it took a little bit longer. But in February, we were notified, I believe it's February of this year, we were notified that uh, we would receive the grant. I, I don't remember even the amount. I, I want to say it was $40,000. Yeah. Uh, and to hire uh, someone to support me full time. Uh, as an administrative assistant, uh, we put the job was posted. We had about 80 applicants, which is just a crazy number. Um, and it, it, so it was very competitive and uh, Colby was hired and began in early April. And so uh, she's been with us just about four months now, five, almost five months. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's how all of that happened. And it's just pretty amazing. And it's, it's, if I could put one more plug, actually, it's, it's the story. The story that we had to tell is what helped us get that grant. And we know there are more funders out there and there are other opportunities for us to be able to share the story of our community, which is your story, whoever you are. And so if you've been impacted by the community and um, please 
drop a note. It doesn't have to be lengthy. We've given some questions that you could answer, but you don't have to answer those specifically. You could just write a short paragraph or two uh, and tell us what the community has meant to you and how it's impacted you because of COVID. And, you know, maybe your favorite, you could share maybe your favorite two or three calls you could share your favorite memory whatever you want to share how long you've been coming whether it's been a week or a year or 17 months it doesn't matter we would love to put we're compiling these uh testimonies and so we want there to be you know a great variety of stories told yeah. um so shared uh, so please email those to community at acb.org. All right, folks, we're going to do some testimonials in just a moment. This has been Sunday edition. Again, I want to thank Jose and Lisa. I want to thank everybody from the community. I'm sorry, but I'm running out of time. Cindy, thank you for bringing these fabulous ladies. And I will be back next week with an amazing show. And again, everyone, thank you for all the love that you've sent me this week. Byron, take it away. You've been listening to Sunday Edition with Anthony on ACB Radio Mainstream. For more information, questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc., please email celebration AC. That's the word celebration with the letters AC at AOL.com. Look forward to hearing from you, and let's brunch again next Sunday. Okay, you guys are clear from the air. All right, Byron, um, do you do you have a few minutes to do some testimonials? Sure. If not, you can throw me back. Okay, cool. Uh, who's up first? All right, we have Jane. Jane, go ahead All and right. unmute. 